Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and welcome to this week's episode where we are getting you prepped and hyped for Visions Volume 2 with some press interviews that we got to do with some of the executive producers of Star Wars Visions Volume 2, James Waugh, Jackie Lopez, and Josh Rimes, who are all executive producers on Star Wars Visions Volume 2, and we got to talk to them last week, and we also got to see visions and I'm so excited. Volume two is so good. This goes live May 3rd, I believe, but you're probably listening to this when you've already watched visions. So you already know how good it is. (laughs) (laughs) So we've watched it. We loved it. We can't wait to talk more about it, but it was such a pleasure to talk with James, Jackie and Josh, who are the three J's. When we got this (laughs) invite, we were like, wow. And actually at celebration, we were like, I wonder if they go by the three J's. Yeah, like what's their group chat name? It's got to have a name, right? It has to. <laughs> so we sort of alluded to that in the interview. <laughs> and I'll just, I'll leave it there. I wanted to go through also each of their titles beyond executive producer of Star Wars Visions Volume 2. James Waugh is the Senior Vice President of Franchise Content and Strategy. Jackie Lopez is the Vice President for Franchise Production. And Josh Rimes is the Vice President for Animation Development and Production. So it's interesting to see them all kind of lined up like that, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was great to talk with them. Um, And obviously that's at Lucasfilm. So Visions Volume 2, I have to say, I I think I've ruminated on it for a little bit now. I think it's actually better than Volume 1. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I could ever pick. Yeah. I think that I find this collection of shorts to be stronger as a volume than the first one. And I think that just has to do with figuring out tone and what they're interested in and exploring all these different animation studios. It's just such a pleasure. Yeah. That's that. Maybe we should dive right into the interview. What do you think? Yeah, let's go. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. We're so excited to talk with the three J's today. So, James, at Star Wars Celebration, you said that the animation community was going through a global renaissance. How do you all see the Visions Project contributing to this renaissance? And do you see Lucasfilm as a leader in pushing these boundaries? That's a really great question. Um, I do think it, I, I, I would like to hope at least that Visions Volume 2 is is contributing to that renaissance in the sense that uh, I, I think it gives a platform and an opportunity to showcase so many of these incredible studios that you're in the animation community, you've seen their amazing work, you know of, of sort of the magic storytelling that's happening out there and just like the the evolution in medium and style and, and um and, and technological opportunity out there. Um, but the lay audience might not know the work that's being done out there. And so I think, you know, look, uh, a brand like Star Wars, a, 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 universe, a galaxy like Star Wars, it gives, that brings people to see it. I think for us, that was part of the story of this too. I mean, we wanted to make sure that the anthology was full of known studios. Obviously, Ardman has their own fan base. Cartoon Saloon does it as well. But we wanted to make sure that we also had a full spectrum of, of talent working on this. And people could discover 88 Pictures or Triggerfish. Um, you know, Studio, studio Murr's got tons of, tons of fans too, but see them do something different and new. So I would like to hope that Visions can be, um, you know, a, a good 
good uh, platform in that new kind of landscape. So a lot of directors at Star Wars Celebration talked about the importance of the messages that they're sending out through their studios and subsequently these shorts, whether they're messages about hope, the beauty and traditions of their countries or elements of social commentary. Jackie, I was wondering if you could speak to how the development process was with the animation studios in working to convey some of their broader messages. Well, when we approached the studios, we... um we asked them if they would like to, first of all, collaborate with us on a Star Wars story. And if they had a Star Wars story, they'd like to tell. Um, So that immediately put them in the driver's seat of, I mean, we were, I I don't want to say guardrails, but, you know, it had to fit into a Star Wars storytelling mode in that. Our stories are usually hopeful, and, you know, the, the, the choices you make in your life between good and evil, light and dark. So it, what was great is they brought these very personal stories and they pitched them back to us. Um, so I, I feel like the, because they were so personal, I'm sorry, what was your, what was the question? I lost the thread. <laughs> what was the development process in helping the studios to convey their messages? Yes. And so therefore they were able to take things that were very important and personal to them and pitch it back to us in a framework that worked within a Star Wars universe. So I think that's why um, the stories were, they were so passionate and it, it was truly a treat for all of us to work with these filmmakers who were, they had a vision, they're very passionate. These messages were very important to them. Um, so I think that's what makes all of them so special. The, the only thing I would add to that is that I, I, I think that's exactly right. We could we look for stories from storytellers that have something to say, from filmmakers that really have a voice and 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 have deeply character stories that you could strip the Star Wars away and it's an it's a story that still resonates right um, thematically. So what I would say though is through the development process, we're pretty hand in hand in the sense of um, helping them find the best Star Wars expression for their vision. Um, We don't really look at it as, uh, you know, we're trying to put anything in a box. We're there to help shape the best Star Wars incarnation and really help them get their best story using Star Wars elements that they might not be aware of being good dramaturgs and and good development partners uh, for them. So it's a conversation the whole way through, Um, but you don't have... That conversation isn't worth doing unless someone has something to say. And our goal is to help them say it as best as possible. Totally. So why do you think the short story structure is the best format for visions? Hmm. I think it uh it gives us a lot of freedom to work with a number of voices and a number of studios and 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 and, and to do it economically, to be able to do it you know, in volumes to be able to do a volume two with nine stories. Um, and really it, for the breadth of perspective, right? To, to to really understand the power of visions through cultural perspectives around the globe, I think you need a number of them. Uh, and, and, I, and you know, I think the short story framework helps in a lot of ways because, you know, a lot of these studios are busy. Um, I think capacity is a, just a, a big, a big question for them. And, and also, 
we love short stories. We love this, this art form. Um, it, it, it really boils down the emotion in a way. And, um, and, and it, it, you, you just squeeze a lot of, uh, a lot of dramatic incident and action into 15 or so minutes. Um, and together as an anthology, it, it really, you start to see uh, common themes, but just done totally differently um, through different Star Wars and animation lenses. And, and to Charlotte's earlier question, that was like thought leaders, I do think that's the, one of the benefits of it is that we can showcase great anime, anime studios. We can showcase great studios from around the globe um, to an audience that might not be as familiar and use the cultural currency of Star Wars to be able to illuminate the uh, greater that's being done. That said, could vision scale beyond short form? Uh, um, you never know. <laughs> I'd be open to it. Yeah, I think we yeah. all <laughs> Uh, I really love the way you talked about visions, Josh, is like uh, boiling down the emotion into that short story format, because I really feel, uh, of course, I love volume one, but there was something so emotional about the stories in volume two. I felt like I was crying in a lot of them. Um, and it's, of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible to me how quickly we can uh, connect to these stories, given that short format. Um, and this is something we're kind of always talking about with Star Wars, but how how are we able to have these stories still feel like Star Wars, given just how vast um, all of these studios are? I think it's um, I think James or Jackie brought it up earlier, but I think when talking to these studios and and picking and cultivating the right story to tell, as we look for the humanity, it's it's the human element, it's the taking Star Wars out of it. It was Magda at Ardman uh, talking about you know, emigrating from Poland to the UK and, and being embarrassed of her mom who couldn't speak the language. Uh, and, and like, and the real sort of emotion and pathos that comes from that, but also the comedy and the comedy that then Ardman could put on top of that. Um, you know, Rodrigo with Sith <laughs> talked about an incident with his daughter who's growing up, who's like nine or 10. And it was like the first time she sort of acted out against him and said, no, I want to go my own way. And that sort of inspired this whole, this whole talent <laughs> in his mind. Um, you know, Gabrielle for Punk Robot, you know, also having a family and 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 Patsu, the producer, having a family and it being a family-run studio and then wanting to tell the history of the indigenous people of Patagonia. Um, the more personal, the better. The the in the early stages, the less we talk about Star Wars and spaceships and and lightsabers, you know you have a nugget of a great idea that then you mm -hmm. can hang the Star Wars storytelling on top of. It's all universal truths. You know, I think Star Wars is, you know, the hero's journey. I think George really took on those large themes that, that, that people can relate to. And it, it, so that's why I think these things feel like Star Wars, these things about humanity and trying to do the right thing or, you know, trying to find your family. It's, it's all universal truths. And I, that's why I think these different cultures can relate so easily because everyone is dealing with something screwed up in their country. <laughs> you know, true. <laughs> or trying to make the break to better their life, or you know, it's sometimes they think they're bettering their life, but they're they may not be. Yes. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Yeah. We really appreciate talking with you all, and we absolutely loved Visions Volume Two. So thank you so much. Thank yes, you. Thank you, guys. The C team. We're the J team. So true. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
All right. Well, those were our interviews with James Waugh, Jackie Lopez, and Josh Rhymes, the three J's interviewed by the two C's. Two C. The two C's. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. It was so fun (laughs) when Jackie said that at the end. I was like, yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, Charlotte and I get called C and C. And I don't know. I just, I really enjoy it. I couldn't tell you. I like it. I know. I think it's fun. It's like a cute nickname. Yeah, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. We had a great time talking to them. And uh, yeah, like Charlotte said, Visions Volume 2 is an incredible emotional punch uh, in the best way possible. And we're really excited to talk more in depth about each of these shorts. And perhaps by the time you're listening to this, that episode of us going in depth through all of the shorts is already up and you can kind of hear all of our our more detailed thoughts on each of the shorts. But I'm really excited to talk about it and see what everyone's reactions are and their favorite episodes. That was always something really fun about volume one is seeing you know, everyone's first reactions and then kind of how they changed as they sat with it more, the ones that um, were popular, more, I don't want to say more popular, but that seemed to be like the fan favorites out of the group uh, for volume one. So I can't wait to see uh, how everything kind of pans out for volume two. Me too. And I want to say a huge thank you to Lucasfilm for allowing us to interview the executive producers of Visions Volume 2. I can't wait to see people's reactions to each of the episodes like you mentioned and bring on volume three is all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Let's not forget James kind of, I don't know. He didn't say no to there being more visions in longer form content. Right. You got that, right? Yeah. (laughs) That was interesting. (laughs) I don't know. Nothing was the confirmation or even solid, but I'm going to take that and hold on to that for a while. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you guys as always for listening. If you have already watched visions at this point, please head on over to our social media and tell us what your favorite episode of Visions Volume 2 was. You can find us on Twitter at SkytalkersPod or our personal handles. Mine is at Caitlin Plusher and Charlotte's is at Clarity. We also have our website, skytalkers.com, our Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all great places to find us. And if you have a second and would like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would really love it if you took a couple seconds to go and do that as it helps other people find our show. And if you're interested in other ways to support us, you can head on over to Patreon and check out our different reward tiers there. And I want to say a huge thank you to these patrons, Stephanie, Patty, Molly, Alexa, Rachel, Sabre Bouquet, Kara, Nick, Justin, Jose, Jedediah, Emma, David, Carol, Nina, Paul, Sophia, Ian, Emily, Tim, Tadashi, Benjamin, and Maximilian. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yes, thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Thank you.